Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm joined, of course, by Michael Corvus tonight. Hello, everyone. My cohort and buddy in hmm. the podcast world. What are we going to be talking about tonight? Dexter. Dexter. This is actually going to be a two-part special. The first episode is going to be dedicated to the original season. How many seasons of Dexter were there? I want to say eight. Eight. I thought it was like seven or eight. That's crazy. Seven I've not. Or eight. Yes, we've actually just been recapping it, have we not? Yeah, we've been rewatching uh, the original series uh, because they came out with uh, Dexter New Blood on uh, Showtime, and uh, we've been enjoying that. We're uh, two episodes uh, before the end of that, and in between, uh, in between. Sunday editions of that episode we've been watching the original series yeah so it's been like a bit of time travel we've kind of been watching this new Dexter new blood and then hopping back to the past and it's like wow Dexter looks so young here now he looks so much older wow he's young (laughs) that's what it feels like and I sometimes lose a bit of a plot so today's episode will predominantly be discussing the new series I have a question Michael because I know you have watched. This isn't your first time watching. No, Dexter. no. I, I think this is my third or fourth run through of the series. And you say you, you enjoy it, correct? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Let me ask you this: If you had to pick, in this episode, have you not seen it? Warning: There may be spoilers in this movie. Do you want to give first. a you want to give a quick little recap about what the, the show is about for listeners that? Oh, yeah. Not why know? don't you know? Yeah. You know. Well, would you like to do that? Um, sure. Uh, so uh, Dexter is uh, a series about a gentleman uh, that has uh, some some. Uh, self-described a dark passenger. Uh, he uh, experienced some trauma as a child. Uh, he was raised by a police officer that recognized this, took him from a, uh, the crime scene in question, uh, and taught him how to uh, do what he wanted to do. He's a serial killer. Yes, okay? it is a spoiler. Uh, yeah, spoiler killer. alert, he's a serial killer. Um, but his father, a police officer, and a, and a good man, uh played by James Remar. Right, which, Harry. Yeah, Harry, uh, <laughs> who is the quintessential uh, Hugh Beaumont-type character. Um, you know, good father. Uh, taught him how to... Uh, he taught do, him a code, right? Gave him a code, how to do these things to people that deserve it. So, so Dexter is a serial killer that kills other serial killers. Right, uh, it's different from... And what I want to point out for a lot of the younger audience maybe watching this more like my age range, perhaps didn't so much grow up with it, is that, uh, you know, we see a lot of shows on, especially Netflix, I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but you, and that's also about a guy who is a serial killer. But the key component and difference, I think, between Dexter and you is that Dexter actually has a moral compass. He's not just randomly you know, stalking people or picking up people. He's going after people who've actually done bad things. So in that respect, he's actually less sociopathic or psychopathic, but more born of trauma because he still possesses this moral compass. And perhaps I think we could argue Dexter's still a little bit on a spectrum and neurodivergent. Yeah, spectrum neurodivergent. I would he he displays too many emotions for, for I, anyone I think to he actually does. be he actually, a, a sociopath. And a lot of people argue he is a sociopath and a psychopath, but having myself, you know, lived in a relationship one, I'll tell you that 
they are incapable of any degree of motion. It's actually not, they can mimic it and kind of wear a mask. But I've seen too many scenes in Dexter, and maybe it's just because the actor's a good actor or whatever it is, where you can actually see the emotion going on there. You know, and obviously it's, they're not going to get a sociopath to play a sociopath, so you've got an emotional person trying to play a sociopath. Who is the actor who plays Dexter? Uh, Michael C. Hall. And did you know he has a band? I did. We just learned this the other day. It's kind of cool that he has his own band and music and stuff. I think that's really awesome. So let me roll into these questions now, Michael, because you, you like this show. Tell me, what, what, in your opinion, is your favorite moment or best episode of Dexter from a new one? Oh, not the, the new one, from oh. me. The, when I say new one, I mean the original one. The original not the one. New one. The yes. original one, right. Oh, God, there's there's so many to choose from. I I will say I've probably rewatched the first three or four seasons more than I have uh, the latter seasons. Um, the way they kind kind of build things up to where he gets into these predicaments, where it's like, well, how is he going to escape this? How is he going to keep writing. up the keep up the pretense of being a father? Keep up the the pretense of being a good brother? Be a lab rat and uh, a forensic scientist in uh, you know Miami Metro uh, PD, where he gets a lot of the information and is able to vet his right. What, his, what is his his, what's his job? Uh, blood spatter analysis, which is funny because I just signed up for this like forensic course the other day. And what was I was I said to you in the restaurant? This is beautiful and iconic. I said blood splatter analysis, like it's, splat. It's not it's spatter. Spatter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you taught me something. Two, that two, I two different things. Everyone's got to learn. Yeah. But so he's this blood spatter analysis, which is un, unto itself an art form. Because mm-hmm. he's looking at these patterns and trying to figure out a story because blood speaks. And he's good at his job. In in the story, yeah. he's good at his job. Uh, they'll bring him in. He'll be able to tell where you know. Uh, blood misting has happened here. This, uh, somebody is uh, uh, you know, being bludgeoned this way. He can tell the, the path and the trajectory of uh, of things, and either exonerate research. people's stories or basically right, which you know, put them on in trial. Right, of law, and right. this is obviously it's a real job where people out there actually do this, and obviously not in a dramatized way we're seeing on uh, streaming services and TV, but it still tells that story. So I interrupted you. Going back to your point, what's your favorite moment or episode? Well, there's a myriad, but I think the the, the favorite moments are where he uh, actually endeavors to make human connections and tries to be the good guy. And sometimes initially it won't pan out, uh, but he endeavors and uh, he pushes through. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, being totally emotional, like those moments where he's... Again, for those who haven't seen the series, so his, his his father that raised him is no longer with us, but he has conversations with him as mm-hmm. a... A ghost type thing. Uh, well, I can never tell if it's a ghost can, or... Can never, yeah. They don't really allude his to His mental projection, it's, it's like, if you've ever had an influential person in your life, uh, whether they're with you in real life or after they've passed on, and uh, you have conversations with them, whether it's a you know father, an uncle, a drill instructor or what have you uh, you can kind of hear their voice or in, in the your back head, of your head yeah, saying, saying hey, why did you do this no like this the, is a mess up you, have you ever know? heard of the angel and devil on the shoulder yeah telling you you should do this to it you know mm-hmm. 
Um, but so, you know, Dexter's got this going on with with his father, Harry. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of my favorite moments are where, if it's not a ghost, if it's Dexter's projection, there's this father figure that's telling me, you messed up, you messed up, you did this. Why are you doing this? You should have done it this way. I gave you the code for a reason, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's these rare moments in some episodes uh, or some seasons where he's beating himself up and it's like, yeah, go go and tell me how I'm wrong, Dad. And it's like, no, I'm actually really proud of you, son. You yeah. actually tried. That's why I wonder. That's yeah. why I wonder. That's Is why I wonder if it's ghost. Because sometimes, and we can talk about that with the new season, two separate reasons in the next podcast. But I do sometimes wonder if it's actually like a ghost actually talking to me. No, it actually didn't fuck up. I'm proud of you. That's interesting. I think, you know, in my case, I have two moments that I think are key. You know, for one is the crazy British girl, of course. Oh, Lila. Yeah. Lila. And yeah. she's also a <laughs> para... She's a paramaniac. <laughs> Part of that... Uh, the, the poster child for the hot, crazy Matrix I knew, video. I, okay, I dated... I knew and dated a girl just like this. No names on the podcast, but it was so... She was American, not British, I might add, but it was so relatable just in the nature of it. You know, and there are real people out there who will kind of jump into these relationships and they kind of turn it on its head of sense that maybe she's a sociopath too and has similar... So instead of predator-prey dynamic, it becomes predator-predator dynamic. And they play with that a lot because the second one is the Trinity Killer. And a lot of these episodes, I might add, I couldn't watch. And not that I couldn't watch the whole episode. There were parts that were so... Uh, visceral, not just, I'm not just talking about the gore physically, it was the emotional aspect of watching the the murder itself take place, you know, where I'd be like, is it done? Is it done? Tell me when to look. And then I could look. Right, yeah, so so se- season one was the ice truck killer, which, uh, you know, again, spoiler alerts. It's uh, the brother, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it starts off this whole thing, and he's uh, hunting the serial killer, and the serial killer is already knows who he is and is having a little bit of fun with him. Uh, and then he yes. gets halfway through the they're season. Playing a game. Yeah, okay. playing a game. Do you think there are real serial killers out there who do this kind of game stuff back and forth, or is this just purely like on the written script? Book? I have I have no knowledge of it having in real yeah. life. But like, it's going to be a history document case if it was on there. You know? I am I am I have seen this played out in uh, film and television. Um, uh, wow! Kiss the girls. Uh, have What's you ever that? seen that? No. Oh, um, great film. You should watch it. Okay. Uh, there, I, I, I don't like either one of the the bad guys in this thing, but there's one on the east coast, one on the west, or different geographical geographical Locations. regions. Yeah. Uh, and they almost become pen pals. Like, hey, did you see what I did to this one? Type thing. Uh, hey, or well, I've forth. collected another one, or whatever. Huh. And they're back and forth with, with that thing. Very similar, right? But they're not related in the way like... No, they're not okay. related or anything. Yeah. And then I think in the uh, season one, it was kind of a very one-sided thing because the uh, ice truck... So, so how Dexter came to be the serial killer was uh, uh, his mother was was murdered by a drug cartel. And he you know, sat right. in... Right, and, and the, brother, a, the brother was there present. Right, but you weren't aware of that at until... At the beginning. Right, at the beginning. So, so then are they both... Is the idea of both sociopaths, or are they both just born of trauma? Born Bo- of both born of trauma. Yeah. One is clearly more sociopathic because he uses the language of love and his profession to... Um, he lures bomb. in sister, which in theory would be like his... 
not sister-in-law, would it be? Um, no, it, it would be an adopted sister-in-law. Adopted sister-in-law. Still creepy yeah. enough to yeah. make it creepy. And that actually, well, adopted sister, really. There, there's no. Yeah, that, there. and that actually brings into things. With do you do you have a favorite character in the show beyond Dexter, obviously? Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, I like Dokes. Some fries, motherfucker! <laughs> All rise, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I love that Vine. That's back for those of you who knew before TikTok. There was Vine, and this was very popular back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. He, um, uh, uh, Madoka, right? What's that? No. What's his name? Come on. Oh, uh, Batista? Not, no, not Angel Batista. Who's the guy? Some fries, motherfucker. Oh, um, James Dokes. James Dokes. Yeah. Is it Dokes? It was, is the character name. He's, yeah. and he's great, actually, in his yeah. character. I, I, and spoiler again, if you don't want to hear this, shut it off. But yeah, when he died, I really... I really thought that guy was going to get away. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, what they even had, they got him out of a cage and they got the keys. I was like, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. And I was like, fuck, he just got blown into oh, God, a million Yeah, yeah th- this guy was uh, was somebody that was like, you know, prior service military, had done a lot of black bag operations. Um, oh, and he was on to Dexter. He oh, yeah, knew. he was on to him. He's like, like, I he, see he, you. He, he, was, he was like predator, predator. It was like, you know, I don't know what it's... So he, he was dogging him the whole time in, uh, I guess, going through... Um, yeah, season two. Uh, I mean, he he was he was already dogging him in season one. Like uh, uh, they laid the groundwork for that. Uh, season two, he really went after him, and that's the Lila season, right? Yeah, the the hot right, crazy so British girl. The, the, the what is it about those truck. hot crazy British girls? You got your ice truck killer, hot crazy British girl, mm-hmm. and then Trinity killer, correct? Um, or is there another one between that? God, Trinity was uh, season four, so in season three there was... Um, yeah, who was even in that? <laughs> we just um, watched it recently, and I'm like, who was that? Oh, it was it was the Skinner. It was the Skinner. Oh, Remember? yeah, he was because, so boring now in yeah, the scheme of killers. I mean, right. he was just like the, real, the, the real tree, thing was, tree guy. Was, was, was finding the Bay Harbor, but the, the, the Bay background Harbor thing. They were looking butcher. for the Bay Harbor Butcher. Which is, which, spoiler. Spoiler, Dexter. which was Dexter. So in the background of... Uh, these uh, the, the, you know, this FBI agent Lundy comes in in. Uh, I like the, Lundy. I Can like we Lundy just talk too, about yeah. that? I liked, I like. If we talk about my favorite characters, I do like Deb, Deborah's yeah. sister. You know, and again, spoilers here. She doesn't make it through the thing, and she's the current ghost in the, in the new one. And we'll talk about that when we do the new one. I have some problems with that with her writing, but she's definitely one of my favorite characters, and I enjoyed seeing her flaws and you think about of all the characters on the show she goes through so much trauma she dates the ice truck killer who's basically her adopted brother-in-law who's trying to kill her yeah season season one ends up getting engaged to, to the ice truck killer who tries to kill her which made him part of the plan uh to she was just a take the object. veil off of off of dexter yeah. and, and and regain and his brotherhood she gets into basically it's like a daddy dom relationship lundy because he's older but he he trusts her and they actually are to be fair not to be ageist they actually are in love in this particular thing and um special agent Lundy of the FBI that comes yeah, in yeah he's season like the special agent he ends looking up for the Bay Harbor butcher spoiler he ends up dying in front of her and she gets shot like how much extra trauma is that she also dates this other guy before that this uh, confidential informant and in moving into season three she dates this confidential informant and the informant. skinner guy the tree guy the tree guy him. the skinner guy is like cutting him she's trying to get him out I mean like every she's, season every day she's just 
feeling trauma, causing trauma inadvertently, yeah. and experiencing like non-stop trauma. And what a tough broad she what has. What a to tough be broad. At, at and this and point. sometimes she has these like angry outbursts, and it's like it's actually understandable. And in the current, what was the last one we watched? She literally just got resigned from her job essentially because she actually told the truth and was trying to protect a woman who gets shot in a nightclub and literally the girl in charge what's her name uh, angel's wife oh uh laguerta laguerta she literally is like you're gonna take the fall for us even though it isn't her fault and she ends up losing her job for a bit you know yeah. it's like just you'll be on pay but you got and she's like this is bullshit she's like if you'd put this on me i would have never made detective and to be fair deborah wanted to be a detective and worked very hard she worked in vice originally in the beginning you see her like hang up with prostitutes and trying to help those girls and do that stuff and then she becomes she works hard and becomes a detective and then to see her just go through these up and downs and knowing the whole time she's gonna die it's difficult to like rewatch that actually of all the characters who get shit lot she's got the worst one actually oh. she's my favorite character yeah <laughs> relatable <laughs> yeah relatable yeah I, I definitely I definitely uh, give it to Deb um, yeah oh yeah. and also Angel Angel oh, is my Angel is a He's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. He, he and is... can I say, when I saw him on New Season, and again, we'll talk about it in the next episode, but I was so happy to see him show up again. I was like, it's Angel. He's, he's uh, Batista is like the emotional heart of the show. He's, he's the one that... I bet he's an ENFP. He probably. He's... Okay, because I will tell you, you know that Dexter... We talk about Myers-Briggs stuff here. You know Dexter is an INTJ, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They call it the mastermind. It's fantastic. So I like learning about the different characters and their personality backgrounds that they have going on, you know. I mean, let me ask you this. Here's the next question. Is, with everything you've seen in the original series mm-hmm. and everything's going on now, like the original series, what, you think seven, eight seasons? Yeah, yeah, eight seasons. Eight seasons. Okay. Do you think the new one will have that many seasons? You know, I really hope so because they are the the writing. Well, you know, we should probably save this for. for I know. I'm kind of just one. almost want to jump in and make it one thing and jump into it because. Let's go. Can let's we roll. Do it? Yeah, we talked absolutely. For we're at the half, halfway we're mark. At the anyway. halfway mark, and there's so much I want to talk about about the new one because it's relevant and here, and we can make it both as a podcast name because I actually wanted to discuss with you. Well, we're we're, we're two seasons uh, or two episodes two down before episodes before down the crescendo. So yeah. so for those of you ha- who haven't watched it, you have an opportunity to catch up. Crescendo. And then uh, maybe we can all catch up on the other side and talk about how elated slash disappointed we might be. Yeah. Uh, so and I'm hoping for elated. You, I agree. So I'll tell you this right now. Here's what we're going to do. If you have not seen a new season what I will tell you is it's definitely worth watching it has us and multiple of our friends on the edge of our seats it's still well written it is good it's worth a watch it's a different vibe I don't want to do any spoilers here but what I will tell you if you don't want spoilers for the new season switch off now switch off now we hope you enjoyed this part of the podcast go watch it and then when you're done come back to this at the halfway mark it's 19 minutes in specifically at this point guys come back in re-listen and tell us if you agree with what we think i'm very curious to know what you guys think about this so without further ado let's jump into this dexter new blood Dexter New Blood. Okay, so... Great name, first of all. Right, yeah. It's apropos in all the ways. Okay, so first, the original series took place in Miami. Very tropical. Uh, it had its own aesthetic. That. It was warm. Uh, he had access to a boat where he'd go and Lots dump his ocean. pills and everything. Oceans, everything. Lots of... 
people in bikinis and beautiful setting yeah. sunsets everything yeah really, no problem there whatsoever really uh, nice all that. and the cinematography is actually really good in the mm. original so even though it's a tv show yeah it's very well done uh the new one takes place in upstate new york which uh, if you go through uh, the original season, and for, for those of you tuning in, we probably should have said that uh, beforehand, uh, really first, if you watch the first three, four seasons, uh, and then maybe the last one of the original one, you can catch up and, and enjoy Dexter New Blood. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I yeah. also feel like watching, it's funny, it's a funny little side story here. Watching the original series, which takes place in Miami, I was so enamored with it. And, you know, my dad loves Florida and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to move to Miami, you know? He's like, no, we're not going to move to Miami. Because, and it's we'll like, visit. well, the, cri- the crime rate's high. I mean, it's like, well, that's why they have this police force in place in Miami in the show and this forensics department mm-hmm. because of the high crime rate, which is why it's more interesting and makes sense. So, this new one, upstate New York, do we know where? Upstate New York takes place? Uh, close, uh, close to Iron Lake, I think. Okay. If, if, I'm not even sure if that's, that's in the show. That's in the show. Yeah, we with, know in the show it's called Iron yeah, Lake. It may be fictional, maybe real. And, and I mean, honestly, this leads me into a really fun fact for this particular show. So, originally Dexter, it's important that it was actually a book. Yes. Not, it, and, um, Darkly what, Dreaming Dexter. And who was it written by? Um, it was. You, if you hadn't Jim, asked me, I could have Jim? told you. Uh, no, it no. was a because uh, w- w- the name was used. Yeah, what's in a, the what, new what's, what's season? His, uh, what, what's his name in the in the new season? Oh. Lindsay, Lindsay. Is it Jim Lindsay? Yeah, Jim Lindsay is his is his pseudonym. Yeah, and uh, it, pseudonym in the uh, in the new show. And so they actually is uh, it's a tip Jeff, to the hat. It's Jeff Lindsay. Jeff Lindsay. Uh, I believe memory services. Jeff okay. Lindsay is the author of the book. So we feel that's a tip to the hat. To Dexter, mm-hmm. the actual, the original writer of Dexter in this show, because he uses this new name because he's come to a new place, and this is set way in the future. So Dexter's actually a lot older, which makes sense because how many years has this show been off air? A long uh, time, about, about ten. Yeah, so yeah. they're all aged, and including Harrison, which is the kid that Dexter has. If you remember in the original show, he's now all grown up, or teen, teenager. he's a teenager, yeah. but grown up essentially, and high school age. He has now moved to find his dad because he's a bit like his dad I think so you pay me too much like his dad yeah well if you if you get through season three of the original Dexter you understand that both he and his father were born in blood born in blood yeah exactly and so it's that same thing perhaps not sociopaths perhaps born of trauma born of trauma and having a lot of anger issues relating to that in regards to violence which is fascinating unto itself so they go into this and they have this whole beautiful new thing like it's just a different environment it's like snow to Miami sunshine to snow and they go through this well currently as far as we know they have this major killer in place right Yeah. and again spoilers been... yeah spoilers I'm trying to be uh, careful with this as I talk about it and reveal there's, there's, too much there's a killer that is uh, picking up uh, runaway run, people runaways uh, yeah. you know young girls particularly. Oh, well no but also tried to kill Harrison Dexter's son so people right. his fetish is actually people, not but I gendered. think that was it's very specific for him to get back at Dexter for things I have a feeling his thing is not because remember the girls in the room hear me out and she is trying to strip down he said stop it's not about that he's saying it's not about a sexual component it's, what it's I think, not a sexual what component, I think his, no. his component is is trying to help people who are runaways and then gaining satisfaction upon 
shooting when they're running away in that hunter because he's a hunter mm-hmm. and he's got that laser sight target thing which they actually used in the end credits do you notice that oh yeah laser. it was beautifully whoever was in charge of that the motion uh, graphics stuff, for that yeah amazing very well very done very year. well done and really good but his thing is actually it says no sexual component it's about preservation of the bodies which is curious but mm-hmm. More importantly, it's about the fact they're runaways and he's does it, he makes them a meal or he gives them a job and then he takes satisfaction in killing them afterwards and preserving them. And that one girl who is one girl who realizes what's going on and she tries to break the system instead of running away, she runs towards him and he shoots her straight through the eye. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to preserve the body and it's just not good enough. And he's like, fuck you, you ruined the thing, you messed it up. And for him, psychologically, he has a ritual going on and it didn't match mm, what she he needed. She messed up his ritual. Yes. Yeah. And so he was angry at her and he bashes in Scott's very graphic and horrible. But it told me a lot about how they were writing that character. Next question I have you. Do you know if these are based on current books or is this all now writer? Stuff? I don't know. I'm really curious That's a to question know. question I don't and know. And if you know, you should tell us. Yeah. If you're listening to this and have the information, write in, send us a message, uh, you know, drop us an audio line. Yeah. Something. And here comes into my only, I mean, I love this new season and I'm happy every time I think we can both agree we're on the edge of our seat. Yeah. The only complaint I have, bring up your point how you were talking about Harry, the dad in the first season who appears as a ghost or memory or uh, imaginary friend or whatever it is he's projecting. In this season, Dexter sees Deborah. Morgan yeah, as it's a Deborah, his dead sister. Sister, but we were talking about before as a ghost, and she's so angry all the time. She's so angry, and I just feel like it's an injustice to her as an actress. One, she didn't die in the original books, right? Is that what you told me? I don't. Yeah, I I think she she lived. So I think this is um, a a new addition. Um, this is a way to bring her back. Bring sort her back of. and bring the actress so, yeah. back. Yeah, we've, no, we've not seen any any appearances from Harry, the original. Yeah, he disappeared. Friend. Now Deborah's replacing the father. The sister's replaced the father. Yes. But what's curious about it? She's so angry all the time. I just think there's so much more complexity. Nuance. So much yeah. more nuance. So much more complexity to her as a character in, in the first series. I feel it's a disservice to her as an actress and. The role that's and that's my one seriously that's my one complaint no i mean and show. and yeah we we've discussed this and and it makes sense because it's a distillation of you've got that drill sergeant in your head telling you 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 fucked up you've you done do this, this you didn't do this right you know it's like why did you leave that there blah 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 so it's 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 a it's a distillation of that character as perceived by dexter okay which you know if he's going to have an imaginary friend it's going to be somebody that's Close to him. Close to him, but also saying, why are you doing this or whatnot? Almost like you're Jiminy Cricket, like a conscience. Here was my other argument. So he saw (coughs) Harry as a ghost who shows up a bunch, okay? And then he's now seeing Deborah, his sister. What about his wife who died in the bathtub? Why does she never show up in his conscience? That's why I wonder if it's a ghost thing. Because it's like, maybe she's peacefully, she's so lovely in the first... Maybe she's just oh God. peacefully... She, wasn't she, just she wasn't so great. I loved her. She was just, she was, she oh my just God, a sweetheart. When she died, I just, sweetheart. You were crying the other day when you were... Oh, you were shut into up. You were. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And I love her character too. Truly. And I... Like, it was like, okay, I'd seen that before, so I was a bit, like, reserved in the moment. There are other things in this show that have got me in tears, but in that moment, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of like just seeing, reliving that 
moment onto itself. She's and she's a great actress too. I will say. Oh yeah, absolutely. So okay. So, so why isn't she the ghost? Why, why, isn't, why isn't she the ghost? Okay, why does well, she never get to be a ghost? Well, uh, bec- I, if I may opine, I would probably mm-hmm. say that uh, she probably to Dexter represented uh, you know peace and tranquility or whatnot, and why he's conjuring people. Uh, as imaginary friends or a, your, your your Jiminy Cricket uh, conscience uh, element is somebody to keep you on task. Uh, like a lot of people, you know, prior service uh, will, will, will have a drill sergeant yelling in their head all the time. You mm-hmm. know, they haven't seen this person in 30 years. There's always going to be somebody yelling, get up, do this, you know, don't, what, what have you. So it becomes a distillation of uh, someone that can make you push through things that you don't feel like you could get through on your own. I have a theory. I think it's people who knew who Dexter really was. So Harry taught him the code until mm-hmm. he actually saw the thing happening and then he was like, and then he checked out. oh my god, I have, I have, and then he died actually not too long after that because he saw the reality of Dexter. Likewise, Deb, she had a sense of what was going on there and knew her brother intimately as a brother. It's towards the end, she knew everything. And that's what I'm saying. So yeah. these, these are people that actually know he's a serial killer. His wife, she, I don't think she ever knew. So he, so, right? so she Am I correct? Is, she didn't know. She had no idea. So she so is preserved indelibly. As innocent and never knowing. But these other characters, his sister and his stepfather, Rose's father, oh, adopted, or adopted, father. Adopted, father. adopted father. You're correct. Yeah. Thank you. His adopted father. They actually knew everything about Dexter and his serial killing ways. And so suddenly he can't hide from those people, even in his memories. So they're coming back as a forewarning. That's smart. Very Christmas Carol. That's smart. Well, you know what? And the only other person to appear to him as a ghost was his brother. Yeah, who also was knew. Was the ice truck killer. Who had a brief moment. And at first I was like, it's kind of weird to bring these people back. I'm like, actually, no. I'm incorrect. There's a history. People bring that back. And on that note, I will tell you, this has been so fantastic and engaging. We're actually at 29 minutes in. We have one more minute to mm-hmm. wrap this up on this podcast. Arcee, would you suggest to people listening to this, should they watch the new Dexter? If yeah, they're absolutely. not, maybe they've even hung on this Wa- long. Watch the watch the original ones, yep. uh, at least through season four, and uh, you, you can suss out... Uh, what you like, what you don't like. What you like, and then, you know, the last season... You know, there, there's a lot of people that, that, that would rewrite the last couple of seasons. Um, okay. But if you watch at least that much this season will make a lot of sense and be a very powerful it watch. It will. And if you are a Dexter fan and you've been listening, enjoy it like we do, I hope you had some enjoyment of kind of reliving some of the narrative there. And obviously if you've not done so to hide, it's just reading the books as yes, well. Yes, very much so. Uh, because it is beautifully written. But without further ado, thank you for joining us tonight. Good night. Always a pleasure. And sleep tight. Thank you.